Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscombeLaw.com for more information. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at God and Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and our dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to God through Christ, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to his family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us see scripture in action with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to our hosts, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Scott Keppel is our guest today. Scott is president of Keppel Consulting. Scott's five kids, three dogs, two cats, one bunny, ten cows, and one bull would introduce him as Alpha. Welcome, Scott. Sounds like you'd better be an alpha with all of that at home. At least the bull. (laughs) Oh, wow. Major League, the bull. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's so great to have you with us today. You grew up with dogs with Great Pyrenees. Tell us about Great Pyrenees. Yes, I love Great Pyrenees. Favorite breed. Well, I love all dogs, but uh, when I was younger, we used to breed Great Pyrenees, and we used to have a breeder box, which the Great Pyrenees could have a litter, and there's shelves that the puppies can go underneath the shelf for protection so the mother doesn't roll on them. Oh, wow. And um, I used to lay in that box with the puppies and the dog, and that dog was the one that I loved the most was her name was Cherie, and her and I were like, we were best friends. I was like 12 at the time, and I would just love playing with Cherie, wrestling with Cherie. We would wrestle like a Great Pyrenees is a pretty strong dog, mm-hmm. and she would put her arm on her mouth on my arm, and some dogs are, you know, soft mouth for bird dogs. Great Pyrenees have a massive jaw that can, you know, they take on coyotes all the time. But when they're friendly with you and they're playing with you like dogs play, she would take my arm 
and I could whip her head around like people use a chew toy to whip her head around on oh, a dog, wow. and she would whip me around <laughs> without without poking the skin. I'd have welts on the arm. It scared like we talked about this. It scares my mom when I was doing all that, but. That's how close Cherie and I were. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, when we were younger, that's all I was, was like, oh, I got to always have a big dog. So mm-hmm. when people have small dogs, no disrespect, but it's got to be a, a nice sized dog. So how big was Cherie? Uh, Cherie was probably only about 110 pounds. Only. How big do um, Great Pyrenees get? Some of them are like 90 pounds, 80, 90. But and we like the breed big. Uh, there was a breeder up in the northeast that had a, a male that you could take to. And this male was called Big Boy. And Big Boy was in the mid-100s. And uh-huh. uh, his paw prints were like a massive paw. And so we'd always try and breed big. Mm-hmm. So what is the primary purpose of a Great Pyrenees? You said that sometimes they take on coyotes. So what do they do? Great Pyrenees, especially down here, are, are used a lot on ranches to protect the herd. And a lot of peers... Like, we had a neighbor, Mrs. Riddiman, on the Riddiman Ranch. They had Tommy was their great Pyrenees when we first moved in the Spring Branch. And she was, Tommy was not, they don't socialize with people. They put it as a young puppy in with the herd. Oh, And uh-huh. that, that great Pyrenees actually becomes part of the herd and protects the herd. It, so it knows it's not a member, was this sheep or goats? That one was with uh, sheep. Sheep. So it knows it's not a sheep. And instinctively, it knows it needs to protect. Yes. Oh, how interesting. So at home, they're also very protective of the home. Mm-hmm. So they're very good protectors, but they're also very loving. Yeah, that's neat. So some protective dogs associate primarily with one person. Uh, was it a one-person dog or a family dog? Family dog. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty much like, we're the herd. Like, if you have it as a pet, you know, they protect the herd. So Uh the the family, the kids become the herd. Kind of sounds a little bit like our Border Collie. He likes it when we're all close together, and he circles around to keep us together. Of course, he's not that protective. He's a herding dog, but the same kind of an idea. Yep. We have some uh, mixed breeds of the three we have now. We've we've switched to rescuing dogs, um, but the one we have now has some of that shepherding in her, Mm -hmm. and she sits on the perimeter of the family and makes sure she knows where everybody is. And if somebody moves out a little further, she'll move out a little further to to watch over them. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so interesting to grow up with that kind of a dog. Well, did you ever rescue a Great Pyrenees? I know sometimes those dogs. People don't understand what they're getting when they get one. Yes. It's not necessarily a ranch dog. It's more a family dog. Well, if anybody knows Great Pyrenees, one, they slobber a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> Two, they shed a lot. It's uh-huh. a lot of hair. And three, they're a big dog. Um, it's a very big dog. So when my wife and I were newly married and we didn't have kids yet, we were called by a breeder that knew us and asked, because we had a relationship with the breeders, and asked if we wanted to rescue a five-year-old Pyrenees, a male. His name was Max, and he was 150 pounds. Oh, wow. And since they knew we knew how to handle big dogs and how to raise them, I went up and I looked with my wife, and back then we had a minivan, so we you know, took the back seats out and we brought him home and rescued him. And uh, we gave him a treat that night, and that night he wouldn't let anybody, my wife or I, anywhere on the first floor. We couldn't even come down the stairs. We, we found out that this dog the reason they were giving them up is they never trained the dog they didn't build a relationship with the dog they just thought it was a cute and and great thing to have a big white dog 
So gosh, a great Pyrenees that's not trained. um, He basically trained them. Mm -hmm. Every time he growled, they backed away. So he was showing teeth, growling, 150 pound dog and not, not a, not trained with any obedience or anything. So what did you and your wife do? We started working with him on obedience training. Mm-hmm. But obedience training, you normally start out as a young puppy. Sure. And you work with them. So it was hard. Um, and back then, the training techniques were to do alpha downs with dogs, which meant that you would basically put them on their side until they absolutely submit and just relax and not move mm-hmm. at all. So we had our wrestling matches and our snarling matches, but he got to the point where I could put him in a, da- a sit and he would sit and I can go around the house out of sight, come back and he'd still be there. Got him to come. I got him to the down, all the healing and everything. He would do the basics. So we were training him and we thought we had rescued him and, and brought him through it all. But that nature within him that he had for five years of being a wild dog because he had the room to be wild, that was not able to come out of him. Mm-hmm. And one night we had a meal where the butcher paper was in the garbage can, and he decided to go after the butcher paper in the garbage can, and I tried to get him out of the garbage can. with. I just reached over, and I was, you know, my relationship, I thought I was friendly with him enough. He didn't bark or growl. He just turned his head and one nip. And he took off my finger. Oh, my gosh. So What a shock. Yeah, it was <laughs> shocking to me and my wife. But, you know, it was an open fracture, so they were able to suture it back up. But mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, there's, it's definitely been injured. You can see that. <laughs> I'm glad you still have your finger. Oh, it was funny because my wife and I are kind of, you know, we go back a long time. We've been together since 1986. But um, when we got to the emergency room, Vivian jokingly looked at me because we always teach our dogs a command, give anything they have in their mouth. If we say give, they drop it. So she laughed and she said, it's a good thing you taught the dog give. So I got my finger back. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) And the doctor looked at us and said, you guys are crazy because I was. I was like, yeah, that's all right. He'll, we'll, we'll get over it. Yeah, uh, very painful. Well, you know, that makes me think a lot about us in a weird way. And maybe it does you too, in that um, you worked with that dog, Max, so much, but still that nature was still there. Yeah, it's sort of like God works with us, right? So mm-hmm. as God continues to work in us, he's never done with us because our old nature comes along with us. Mm-hmm. We try, we can sharpen our swords, we can get into Bible studies, we get into churches and you know, we get plugged in and that's what I call it, plugged in. But at the end of the day, the, that old man nature of ours still is there. Um, and every once in a while, it might pop out. And that's, you know, very similar with dogs. You have to be very cautious around dogs because they are dogs. And as much as you train them, you know, they're, they have uh, their skills and abilities that God gave them that they're going to use in the, when they need them. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about what, what can we do as people to work with Christ to try and minimize the old man creeping out? Just like with dogs, the more you train and the more you handle a dog and socialize a dog, and and, uh, the better off you are. If you train them and just let that training go and never reinforce it, um, the dog tends to 
to go back and it'll, it'll wander. Reinforcement and staying in the word is something we need all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, methods that you found particularly good to stay connected? With God? Yes. Yes. Uh, reading my Bible every day, mm-hmm. prayer every day, and being around like people who I look for wisdom and counsel. Mm. So I surround myself with counselors that I can call on and ask for godly counsel. Yeah, decision-making sometimes can be tricky. You know, going back to the staying in the Word, sometimes that sounds like a really broad subject, and it sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their head around what that really means. What do you recommend to someone as far as how to stay in the Word? Well, for me, what I do is I like to spend time with God in prayer first and then go to the Word and ask Him what He can reveal to me in the Word. And I'll spend my quality prayer time and, and then do quali- do a, a time in the Word. But I'm, I'll go cover to cover and then come back again and go cover to cover because I'm just always like if I'm in the Old Testament or if I'm in the prophets, I'm always trying to learn something new from it and, and apply it to my life at that time. Um, and if I don't read the Bible, I'll actually listen to the Bible mm-hmm. because as a, a, as a young man, when I came to know the Lord, it was actually that Pyrenees biting my finger off was part of my transformation that the Lord was working really? on Really? Yes. He so- actually, I was not good. I was not a good guy before I was saved. I was a, I was a, I drank heavy. I was in the military. I was very violent. My wife was a saint for staying with me, mm-hmm. but God in his own way wrestled with me. And he had that, when that Pyrenees bit this finger off, the tendon snapped and went back up the arm. Oh, and it wow. was in a cast for a long time that I couldn't use this hand, and it's my right hand. Uh-huh. And every house I ever lived in has a holes in the wall because I would test to see if I hit the two-by-four of the drywall for punching holes in the wall. And, um, and I was not a good guy. But when I did that, I couldn't hit the walls anymore. I couldn't get my frustration and my anger out. Um, and then not too long after that, the Lord sent people into my life and started working on me that when I did, I mean, I gave my life over to him and I gave up drinking for that period of time. I wrestled with him on that. I said, how long do I have to give up drinking? And, um, but we had that conversation and I gave my life over to him and I've been a new person ever since. And hopefully the old man still comes out once in a while, like the anger comes out or something comes out. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about staying in the Word, staying with the Lord and walking mm-hmm. with Him. And you you mentioned that you like to listen to the Word. Um, how do you do that effectively? Uh, there's Bible apps on the phone. Mm-hmm. I have one that I have on my phone that I'll listen to in the car while I'm driving, um, or I'll listen to a, my bedside, so I'll listen to the Word. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. all those insights, because I, I know that other people, I've struggled with different things. I'm a woman, you're a man, so we, we struggle with different kinds of things, and I'm sure some of our listeners can totally identify. And so it's God's Word is powerful. Yes, it is. And it's very effective if we allow it to be effective in our lives. It replaces other things. So in mm-hmm. car commutes, uh, when I first came to know the Lord, I was living, we were, I was stationed at Aberdeen, Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Maryland, but we were living in Philadelphia where we had Max. And um, that commute 
was up and down I-95 on the, mm. the corridor, mm-hmm. which is a long commute. And I would listen to the scriptures on cassette tapes, if you remember those. Yeah. Uh, we had cassette tapes, and I just had literally boxes of cassette tapes that I would just run through and listen to versus listening to the world and listening to things that had other messages in them. Mm-hmm. So I try and use the hearing part to replace the things like television or even old-time music that's not really supporting the holiness of God. Right. Well, thank you so much for those insights. I want to learn about your dogs that you rescue now. But before we do that, I'd like to tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, and that is Branscombe Law. Clients come first at Branscombe Law. I've known their talented, dedicated lawyers for years. They offer solid legal solutions to individuals and businesses for real estate, water law, corporate formation, estate planning, and more. With offices in San Antonio, Austin, and Corpus Christi, their team is ready to serve your legal needs. Find your lawyer at Branscombe Law. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and Tusculum Brewing. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godnardogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder, with stories based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective, God and Our Dogs. This is Mike Bellamy, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Scott Keppel, president of Keppel Consulting. Before the break, Scott told us about growing up with Great Pyrenees and also about Sophie, Max, and Cherie. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, tell us about your current dogs. You're not so much into Great Pyrenees anymore. Tell us about that transition. Well, we, um, you know, after having a few kids, we have five, um, you know, after we started to think about maybe we need every family does this, like, do I need three dogs right now while I'm having babies? You know, it's a, how many kids can you have and how many dogs can you have? So we had a little period where we had a break, um, but we were without a dog. And my daughter, who is, her name is Grace. At the time, she, uh, she's been battling brain tumors her whole life. Oh. Um, so she was born with them at three months old, and she's now 23, still has them, but battling them. But when she was in neurosurgery for brain surgery, when she was about, she was also about, I think she was about 12. And we were going in for surgery, and the neurosurgeon was explaining the risks to her and us because she wanted to be involved with all the risk conversations. So we said, okay. And he said, if I nick the optic nerve when I'm in there, she already had lost vision in one eye, and he said, you would be completely blind. Oh. And, and she got excited. And he's, she, he's like, well, why are you excited? She goes, well, we don't have a dog right now, and if I get completely blind, then I'll get a seeing-eye dog, and I'll be able to have my own dog. And she was just so solid in her faith because he also said about if I nick the carotid artery, 
because it's wrapped around that as well. And my wife jumped in and said, you'll suture it, right? And he's like, no, if that gets nicked, then that's death. So I'm going to try and stay away from that. And she said, that's okay. If I die, I go to heaven and I see Jesus and I have a whole new body. And he was just rocked by her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he looked at me at the end of all these conversations. He says, to this surgery, if you don't get her a dog, I'm getting her a dog. <laughs> my goodness. So after surgery, we were true to our word, and we took her and the other kids, five kids, to a shelter, and we went to go rescue dogs. And with five kids, you can't decide. We can't. Now they're older, and you can't decide where to go eat, let alone which one puppy should we rescue. Right. So we left the shelter with, uh, we, we res- at that point, we rescued two dogs. Uh-huh. So we had two dogs rescued. One looked like a yellow lab and was pretty much a yellow lab. And the other one, her name is Gemini. She's got a blue eye and a brown eye. Um, and she's got maybe Catahoula, maybe Shepherd. We don't know, but she is a one smart puppy dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, we rescued both of them at that time. Um, the one didn't make it. He Phineas, he passed away from cancer ah. at eight. So we had Gemini, who was looking to go solo, or we bring in another rescue dog. And true to form, we went to Wimberley, and instead of rescuing one dog, oh, look, there's two dogs left in the litter. Let's just rescue both of them. (laughs) So we have three dogs now. And Uh so we still have the older dog is Gemini, and she is the sweetest puppy. Um, She loves all people. And um, then we have two that are now four years old. One is solid black, looks like a black lab, but also looks like he's got some terrier in him. And his name is Knight. And then we have Copper, and Copper is taller than Gemini, actually. And uh, he's got some of that copper color with the black, and and we call him Copper. Uh So we have three now that run around, and uh, the two young ones are keeping Gemini fresh and spry. Well, that's cool. It's really interesting that two dogs that are brothers, same litter, brothers, are so totally different. Oh, yeah. There is, like, Copper, he's... He's more looks like a black mouth cur, um, and Knight more looks like that lab terrier, but and totally different gifts, different mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Knight will retrieve all day long. He'll run out of breath and pass out just retrieving and retrieving and retrieving. Copper, you throw something, he looks at you, he's like, I'm not going to get it. He's like, <laughs> I'm not even going to humor you. <laughs> he's like, I'll smell it, I'll point, I know where it's at, but I just won't go get it. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, that's funny. Well, what can we learn about ourselves in relationship with God in looking at those two such different dogs? Um, different gifts. Everybody is different gifts. We could, we could be from the same family. I mean, same thing is that, Dogs will have different gifts to do different things. Uh-huh. The Great Pyrenees, really great for protecting the, the herd. Knight, our black dog right now, is a great retriever. Copper, I tease him a lot. I'm like, I got to figure out what you're good at. Cause, <laughs> you know, but he's a loving dog. He yeah. just rolls over on his back and submits the, for belly rubs all the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and he's constantly coming. Since he's, he's pretty tall enough that you don't even have to bend over. If he walks alongside of you, you can pet him with your hand. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have him there because... I'm getting old and bending over to pet the other ones gets a little rough. Yes. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting because I bet they don't compare themselves to one another. Do they? No. We should learn something from that as people, shouldn't we? Yep. Cause we oftentimes say, I want to be like that, or I want to be like that, Mm -hmm. but they're just really good at what they do. Yeah. That really dishonors God, doesn't it? If, if we don't embrace how we're created. 
he made us all for a purpose Mm -hmm. and each one of us has an individual purpose and we just have to embrace that. And some people look to embrace a different purpose than what God has for them. And that's when they, you know, get off track. Mm -hmm. If, if I tried to have a great Pyrenees be a retriever, that wouldn't work out very well. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a segue because I know you and your wife are so supportive of a lot of different nonprofits as a part of your calling. And one of those special nonprofits is Hill Country Daily Bread, which I know from there. And so appreciate all of your, your fine skills, especially as being a host with your wonderful voice. Um, but there's a big event coming up soon with Hill Country Daily Bread. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, everybody should mark their calendars because there's a, a date coming up called the Big Give. And the Big Give is September 20th and 21st. And for those of you who don't know Hill Country Daily Bread, it's a ministry that is actually serving 70,000 individuals every year. And it's helping people. They're trying to help people in need with food, clothing, and actually mentoring in, gospel, in, in the gospel. Mm-hmm. So we help people out. In a year, we'll go through $5.8 million worth of food. Wow. So they need food. They need help. And the big give is coming up. Um, so there's a 24-hour giving day that helps bring awareness to the funding needs that are needed in the central South Texas area. Just so everybody knows, it's beginning on September 16th, I think, and culminating on September 20th, ending at 6 p.m. on the 21st. So we're looking for a steady stream of people who can come in and help out. Mm -hmm. And how would somebody um, make a donation if they would want to do that? Sure. They can go to hillcountrydailybread.org and click on the Big Give banner. What we have is a matching gift out there. Your gift will be matched up to $20,000. Yeah, it's a generous donor. It's NCAP Flat Rock Midstream. They're Mm -hmm. our donor that's out there. And so your money's not going to, it'll go twice as far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I like the best about Hill Country Daily Bread is they really focus through the churches on building relationships with one another and also with Christ. And, And so you're not just giving away food, you're actually helping people through the situation they're in. Absolutely. They're the arms and feet, I think, of Christ. They -hmm. they are definitely, uh, they partner with churches and they partner with the people that are in need and not just providing substance, but providing the gospel Mm -hmm. and, and the love of Christ that they see so that they get to know Christ through the hands and feet. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being such a great spokesman for Hill Country Daily Bread Ministries and also for joining us on God and Our Dogs. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, before we leave, I have a short thought to ponder. And yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today, we heard about a little girl willing to go to extreme measures to have a dog companion. Dogs can play an important part in our children's lives. I ponder, should we get our kids a dog if they don't already have one? Let me know what you think. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. You can listen to this show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and 
social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodInOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. GodAndOurDogs.com I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscombeLaw.com for more information. Children's Story Time as the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4. This is Bernie Radio.